Hello, folks. Welcome back to the Unbridled Enthusiasm podcast. I'm Mark Poulos. It's good to be back. Today on the program, I'm going to be talking uh, Batman versus Superman. Maybe a little Justice League wrapped up in there. But uh, went uh, to the movie this morning, just got out. Um, there was a theater across the parking lot from my hotel. The movie started at 11, so I figured, why not? And so I popped over there. Still makes me laugh that people don't know that you can buy your tickets from the automated machine inside the doors. Like Batman vs. Superman, pretty big movie. There was like 100 people waiting in line to buy tickets. And I just went right in the doors, got my ticket, and went right into the theater. And it was, I think, about 10 or 15 minutes to the showtime starting. And the theater was already pretty packed. I kind of figured I was going to get two people sitting on either side of me, which is the worst. But uh, thankfully, I I got one one seat empty on the side of me, which I was surprised. I think it literally was the last seat available in the entire theater. And when we came out of the movie, there was people waiting in line to get into the next showing and all this kind of stuff. Like, it's a pretty big movie. Like, no matter what the critics are saying about it, people are still going to see this movie because, you know, I think a lot of people wanted to see what what Ben Affleck is doing with Batman and and other people were interested to see the uh, Justice League uh, assemble, which we really didn't get to see, which I'm still kind of pissed off about. Um, Zack Snyder is kind of a douche when they asked him if there was going to be a a post credit scene that was going to set up the Justice League. He said something about, uh, you know, we're not Marvel. We don't force people to sit through the credits to to see cool shit. We just put it in the movie or something like that. But I think on a side note before I start talking about the movie, a guy sits down next to me like literally when the movie was beginning and he's got like a thing of nachos, popcorn, and a drink. And he's just like mowing down on all of that before the movie starts. And then just as the movie starts, he has to get up and go to the bathroom. So I'm like, all right, whatever. Well, he just had a pound of cheese and some chips, some popcorn. You probably got some fiber that needs to be blasted out of you. So then uh, he comes back and... And we're watching the movie and everything. And and then he gets up and he goes to the bathroom again. And I'm like, oh, man. So then he comes back during... There's a pivotal scene where an, a bomb goes off in the Senate and kills a bunch of people. And it's like the aftermath. And he's like, oh, and like really loud. He was like, oh, I guess I missed the fight between Batman and Superman. And I was like, no, it was just a bomb. Everything's fine. And literally like half an hour after that he just says out loud i shouldn't have had so much chili last night (laughs) and then he gets up and goes to the bathroom again i was like oh for fuck's sake but he uh he engaged me in conversation before the movie started and he was talking about his job and his co-workers and stuff and i was like oh my god i hope this fucker doesn't talk to me through this whole movie or i'm gonna have to put a sleeper hold or a vulcan neck grip on him so i can watch this movie So then the movie started, and 
first reactions of the movie, holy fuck did it take a long time to get going. The slowest start to any superhero movie I've ever seen in my life. Like, I get it. I get that they're, like, this is the big, like, setup film for this new universe that they're trying to set up and all these offshoot movies and, you know, characters we've never seen have their own movie franchises like Aquaman and The Flash and Cyborg and Wonder Woman and all this shit. But I get it, you know. But he can still get to shit a little quicker, you know. And how many fucking times do we have to see Bruce Wayne's parents get murdered outside a movie theater? Like, I think we get it at this point. I think there's been enough films that have told us the origin stories of Batman. It's like we we understand his parents were killed, and then he fell down a well, and then bats came and helped him and then he became a batman like we get it the it drove me nuts because like i don't know how many times they told us in spoilers and trailers and everything um they uh they were saying that this batman is like an older grislier batman like this is batman in the future like after he has fought, like, a lot of villains and, you know, he's hardened by life and stuff, and that's where his point of view comes about Superman. So I kind of just assumed that we were going to get further into the story. Like, the movie literally starts out with the fucking parents getting shot and the whole theater thing, and I'm just like, uh, we've seen it so many times, why even bother, you know? But I feel like every filmmaker that makes a Batman movie, like, for whatever reason, they feel like that quintessential moment of Bruce Wayne's parents getting killed is almost like their take their signature on on the comic book of Batman, like they have to film that scene. I don't know, but you know, it's it's mucked up a lot in the beginning of the movie about whether Superman should be helping people or if it's you know a crime against humanity. Is he a false god and and all this kind of stuff? And it's just like. A lot of yammering back and forth and a lot of yappity yapping and and not much happening. And I get they were trying to set up the whole thing with, uh, you know, Lex manipulating everything and and uh, trying to get a hold of the Krypton technology and, and all that shit. But, oh, my God, did it drag on. And then we finally get to see... Uh, Aflac put the the cowl on and the cape and everything, and and he's he's kicking some ass, you know. He's got some cool bat cars and bat wings and shit, and he's fucking branding people now, which is the fucking is so cool. 
And uh, he was just like kicking some ass, you know. And of course, I don't like the. Ch- uh, so I believe towards the beginning of the movie when Lois is in the Middle East and she's doing a story on whatever that she's there with Jimmy Olsen and Jimmy Olsen somehow is like linked up with the CIA and, and was had a tracking device or something. And then he gets like murdered right in the five, the first like three minutes of the movie. They were just like, they were like Jimmy Olsen. Nope. Good night. Just fucking killed him off. But, uh, I, I, I don't know how I feel about, like, the movie, early on in the film, Clark Kent comes home to Lois, and they make it obvious pretty quick that he he may have a false identity to everybody else, but she knows that Clark Kent is Superman. It's, like, right off the bat. And I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I always thought that was a cool thing um, in the older movies and stuff was his, you know, hidden persona as Clark Kent and, like, how those two, like, played off of each other and stuff. Whereas in this movie, it's just basically Superman wearing glasses. Like, there's no real Clark Kent, like the, the awkward doofus guy that, Christopher Reeves played and and stuff and I don't know that didn't sit well with me I don't know how it sat well with other people but uh, a lot of cool fight scenes I don't know the CGI seemed a little hokey it wasn't uh, perfect and don't get me started on what fucking Doomsday looked like Doomsday comes out he looks like a fucking troll from Lord of the Rings. And I was like, he could have done so much more. And and that's what they fucking went with. But the battle between Batman and Superman is really fucking cool. I mean, that is the whole movie. Like, even though Superman's being blackmailed into fighting Batman, you know, Batman really believes that Superman's trying to kill him, so he's trying to kill him back, and he's got all this tech that's made out of Krypton, and he's just kicking Superman's ass, you know. And I think uh, in the comic books where they actually fight, and Batman ends up winning the fight, he says something like, as he's like got him on the ground and his his hand around his neck or something, he says something like, uh, you know, for the rest of your life you'll know that I was the one that let you live or something like that, which is a pretty cool line, but they didn't go with that in the movie. Um, I don't know if it's from the comic books, but I never really realized until that moment in the movie that Superman and Batman's mothers both had the same name, which was Martha. And that's kind of what stops the fight. You know, he says that Lex has got his mother and, and he needs to go save Martha, and Batman starts flipping out, and he's like, why would you say that name? Why did you say that name? And, and of course, Lois has to step in. Is this his mother's name? You know. 
There were some good laughs in it too when Batman goes and saves Martha and he kicks a bunch of guys' asses and like protects her. He says something like, uh, I'm friends with your son. And she says, uh, I gathered that or something like that. It's the cape that gave you away or something like that. Which I think that there was like maybe three three laughs in the whole movie, you know. And not that I go to superhero movies for the laughs, but I kind of too like the back and forth, you know, in the Marvel universe between the the superheroes because it feels more like a comic book, you know. The comic books are always like jabbing at each other and and joking around and shit, you know. This is obviously a very darker take on uh, Batman versus Superman in the Justice League. And then we get very, very small glimpses of the rest of the Justice League. Lex has got this hard drive that's got a bunch of videos and pictures of metahumans. And you get to see Aquaman underwater, and then you get to see uh, the Flash um, stop a robbery. And then you get to see um, Cyborg's dad, like, trying to bring him back to life with a uh, mother box. Pretty crazy. It's cool stuff, cool as shit, you know. I think for my money, like, my favorite m part in the film, the, the moment in the film, like, that wasn't in the trailers, it wasn't teased at all, that just made me went, oh, my God, like, I can't wait for the next movies um, was when fucking Bruce Wayne wakes up from the dream and the flash is, is crashing through the space time continuum to deliver a message from the future about shit that's about to go down, you know? And with all the kind of hokey CG stuff that they were doing in the movie, I don't know what it was, but that scene was so fucking cool, man. And I'm sure it has a lot to do with being a fan of The Flash on the CW, which I don't know how that sits with me either. Like, um, whatever that guy's name is, uh, Garrett Gandalf or whatever the fuck his name is, that plays The Flash on CW. I think... I can't remember how it went down, but I feel like it was when the first episode of the flash premiered on CW, they announced that some other guy was going to play the flash in the movie. And, and people were pissed off. They're like, you picked this guy to be the flash. Why can't he be the flash in the movies too? You know, and, and Zack Snyder's being a real knob about that too. He's like, you know, we're not going to have any crossovers with television. And I think I've said it before, like, an amazing marketing tool for Marvel to have characters and storylines weave between um, Netflix shows and CW shows and even now CBS shows they're like uh, crossing over with and shit like that. And you don't really get that much of it. I mean, I'm glad to see... Um, that the Flash and the Arrow cross over all the fucking time. 
And now The Flash is going to be on Supergirl, which is pretty kick-ass. Um, so it's just cool when they do that stuff. And, you know, all the ratings of those shows on the CW and Supergirl are pretty high. So it's pretty obvious that people react to that crossover stuff. And, the, <clears throat> and I don't know. I just feel like if the popularity of The Flash on CW, if that guy had shown up in this movie as The Flash, I don't know. I feel like they would have sold more tickets, you know. We didn't get a glimpse of Green Lantern at all, which I was kind of pissed off about. Wanted to see little Green Lantern. He's one of my favorites. But, uh, yeah, so they... I think Zack Snyder said that there was no after credit scene because that scene where you get to see all the Justice League members is kind of like the after credit scene. It's like in the movie. And then uh, one of the dream sequences that Batman has, you get to see a bunch of stuff that references uh, Darkseid showing up, who's kind of like the big bad in the DC universe, which is hinted upon that that's probably going to be the bad guy they face in Justice League is apparently he's got some kind of power that when he gets close to um, Kryptonian people or metahumans, like his essence makes him bad or something like that. So that whole sequence with the flying weirdos and the, the desert and um, Batman getting chained up and and all that kind of stuff they're saying is is not necessarily a dream but perhaps a premonition of the future but everybody's got their movies slated for the future um wonder woman i think is going to be the first one coming out and then they got the flash movie and then they got the uh, cyborg movie on the Justice League 1 and 2, and I don't know how far they're going to take it after that, but I don't know. We'll have to see how it shakes out. I mean, the critics are just absolutely lambasting this movie. I think it got 30% on Rotten Tomatoes, and the video that's online called Sad, Sad Ben Affleck is hilarious. <laughs> Where he's sitting next to um, uh, Henry who's explaining why the movie's awesome and they, he doesn't care what the critics say. Like if the fans like it, that's what's all about. And he's droning on and on as they just slowly close up on Ben Affleck's sad face as they play. Hello, darkness, my old friend. It's come to me again. Oh, poor sad Ben Affleck. I'm sure it'll get better. I mean... Hopefully, I do like what they're doing with the, I wasn't the biggest fan with them showing so much of the movie with the Batman Superman trailers and who knows, you know, we're still a little ways out from the Suicide Squad. They might show even more in different trailers, but right now it seems like that they've shown enough that people can get excited and it won't ruin the movie because like you still don't really have any idea who they're teaming up against, like who the bad guy is in Suicide Squad and 
and who makes it through and who gets killed because obviously with the Suicide Squad, you lose a lot of people and they just add different members like the Avengers. So that's going to be cool. And it'll be cool to see Ben Affleck dress up as Batman again in Suicide Squad. Apparently it's been reported that he's in that movie too for a flashback sequence. And I don't know. We'll see how that shakes out. I think I'm a little bit even more looking forward to the Suicide Squad than I was Batman versus Superman because you just saw so much of it, you know. And the Suicide Squad looks like, you know, fun, maybe a lot more jokes and, and just kind of cool-ass shit, you know, bad guys teaming together to take down badder things. It sounds like a, a recipe for a good movie. Who knows? But I don't know, man. It all, uh... So I guess my my final review of Batman versus Superman, the official review, is... Um, if you're interested in seeing it, go see it in the theater, because it's just cool to see the big explosions and the fight scenes and shit in the theater. It's just nothing compares to it. Um, if you're hoping for a very concise, coherent storyline, you're not going to get that. Um, jumps around a lot, goes to a lot of different topics. I mean, from my point of view, like watching it when it was finished, it really felt like almost a two and a half hour trailer for the Justice League because it was like, Little snippets of this, little snippets of that, this, that, and the other thing, and then just this underlying story of of Batman wanting to kill Superman and Superman wanting to stop Batman's um, vengeance. But I didn't walk out of there and feel like I'd wasted my money. You know, I feel like it lived up to what I thought it was going to be. I was obviously disappointed that um, we didn't get much more as far as the Justice League stuff. Um, pretty surprising that they killed Superman at the end, but anybody that's a fan of the comic books knows that whole death of Superman storyline. And like he shows up again for some reason in a black and silver suit instead of the red and blue. And they kind of reference that at the end with his casket in the crypt. It's like black with the silver. So that was a, a nice homage to that cover. I think I actually still own that comic book sealed in the plastic. <clears throat> the death of Superman and the Superman lives and such. But, uh, yeah. So that's my review of... Uh, Batman versus Superman. Go and see it. Have fun. This weekend, I'll be doing a show in Decatur, Iowa. So if you're around there, come out to that show. Check out largedrunkman.com for my upcoming dates. Sooner than later, I'll be starting my theater tour with Michael Cabanero. So that'll be pretty cool. Milwaukee, if anybody from Milwaukee is listening, April 14th, 15th, and 16th, I'll be in your backyard at the 
Comedy Cafe. So come out and see a show there. And you can always get this podcast at Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are played and, and traded or whatever. Tune in next time when we talk about who knows. <laughs>